Can't go wrong. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم يا عظيم السلطان يا قديم الإحسان يا دائم النعم يا كثير الجود يا واسع العطاء يا خفي اللطف يا لطيف الصنع يا حليم الأجل صل يا ربي على سيدنا محمد وآله وسلم وردان الصحابة أجمعين اللهم لك الحمد شكرا ولك المن فضلا وأنت ربنا حقا ونحن عبيدك رقا وأنت لم تزل لذلك أهلا يا ميسر كل عسير وجابر كل كثير ويا صاحب كل فريد ويا مغني كل فقير ويا مقوي كل ضعيف ويا مأمن كل مخيف يسر علينا كل عسير فتيسير العسير عليك يسير اللهم يا من لا يحتاج إلى البيان والتفسير حاجاتنا كثير وأنت عالم بها وخبير الله من غمك خاف من غمك وخاف ممن لا يحق لا يخاف منك اللهم بحق ما يخاف منك نجنا ممن لا يخاف منك اللهم بحق سيدنا محمد أحرسنا بعينك التي لا تنام وكنفنا بكنفك الذي لا يرام وارحمنا بقدرتك علينا فلا نهلك وأنت تقتنا ورجاؤنا وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم الحمد لله رب العالمين على خلقه ورضا نفسه وزنة عرشه ومداد كلماته اللهم إنا نسألك زيادنا في الدين وبركة في العمر وصحة في الجسد وصعة سعة في الرزق وسعة في الرزق وتوبة قبل الموت وشهادة عند الموت مغفرة بعد الموت وعفوا عند الحساب وأمانا من العذاب ونصيبا من الجنة ورزقنا النظر إلى وجهك الكريم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولاه Welcome everybody to Nothing But Facts. Our live stream today is going to be about uh, Surat Al-Humaza. Right, Ryan? It's Al-Humaza today, right? So today is Surat Al-Humaza. We'll read, be reading from the tafsir of Sayyidina Al-Imam Al-Baghawi, uh, which is one of the best tafsir that you'll ever come across, is Imam Al-Baghawi's tafsir. And we'll be reading from that. And then, of course, as you know, Monday's open QA. So you'll be able to bring up anything that you want. Usually we go long Mondays. Um, and today, alhamdulillah, the weather's good out. It's not so hot in the studio. We're putting in our AC unit hopefully this week. Okay. Um, and let's start off with who are is giving us some comments. Hamza Hussein is very excited that Jordan Peterson and Hamza Yusuf are collaborating on a uh, an interview. I thought that interview wasn't happening. 
I didn't haven't followed Jordan Peterson. I never actually did follow Jordan Peterson. I seen his clips here and there, um, but I guess it's always good to be talking. That's what Dawa is. It's just constant talking. We're just you never know who's going to benefit from something. Um, Adil Alim needs your dua, so may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give him a, um, a speedy recovery and a shifa as his grandfather is in surgery after a car accident. And many other people are saying, Assalamu alaikum. The Saracen, um, your your sound might be off because we're on. So just check your, your sound. Why was Thursday's recording from last week taken down? Okay, good question. We got flagged by YouTube saying that we're cop- using copyrighted material or something like that. What did they say? I think it was... Um I think it was like inappropriate or something. They said it's inappropriate because right. we. I don't know why it was inappropriate. What was inappropriate about it? So it was must have been something that we triggered the log the algorithm in some way, shape, or form. But we were trying to fix it. Spam. We, we think yeah, they, you may need to make changes to make sure it doesn't violate our spam deceptive practices and scams policy. Yeah, I mean, we're spamming and and and, and what. It makes no sense. So it doesn't make any sense. So we're going to fix that, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, it should be up. And, and all this will be going on our RSS feed soon, inshallah. Okay. So let's uh, start off now by our sponsors. Mecca Books, as you see on the screen, is one of our main sponsors because they have great collection of books that you can always pack up your library with. Professors one-to-one. School year is coming to an end, but now it's time for SAT prep courses. If you want an online SAT prep course for your homeschooling community, they'll do it for you. If you have a bunch of homeschoolers, you got a bunch of your friends, you pitch in, you get an online SAT course, or he'll come to you in person and do an SAT course. Okay, so let's now um, uh, turn to Surat Al-Humaza and, of course, your patreon.com backslash Safina Society is also one of the ways with which uh, one of the partners that we have, or I guess we're partnering with ourselves on that one. So patreon.com backslash Safina Society. And Noah making the um, sort of commonsensical com- or most sensible comment that uh, we talking about Alphabet Soup Army is probably what got us taken down on that. Okay, Alphabet Soup, of course you can't talk about the Alphabet Soup. Uh, because of how beloved they are with everybody and uh, or how forceful they are, which way you want to look at it. Surah Al-Humaza, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wailun li kulli humazatin lumaza. Qala Sayyidina al-Imam ibn Abbas al-Masha'una bin Namimati al-Mufarriquna bayna al-Ahibba. Al-Humaz, al-Hamz wa al-Lamz is... It's a way to speak about people, to drop a comment here and there without necessarily saying anything. That's the problem with al-hamz wal-lams. You're not actually saying anything, but a comment here and there is what's causing people to separate from one another. Okay, This is al-hamz wal-lams. Al-baghoon al-bara'i lil-bara'i al-ayb wa ma'nahuma wahid wa huwa al-ayab. So it's Always looking for faults between people, and it's always making a comment here and there. So you can you can you could look at when someone walks in, someone says something, you look at someone else and you smile. You're making fun of the person without words. So alhams wa lams is a human behavior that we make fun of people, we backbite them, 
without necessarily using any words themselves. Okay. وَقَالَ مُقَاتِلَ الْهُمَزَ الَّذِي يُعِيبُكَ فِي الْغَيْبِ وَاللُّمْزَ or اللَّمْزَ الَّذِي يُعِيبَكَ فِي الْوَجْهِ Another way to do this is that someone who does it behind your back and someone who does it to your face. Both are wrong. Some people say, oh, no, no, it's not backbiting because I would say it to his face. It's not about that. It's about would the person like this to be said about him. That's the, the criterion. Backbiting is not necessarily a criterion of only being behind their back. would also be the criterion of would they like it to be said about them. And backbiting, remember, is, is true. Truthful statements. Okay. If it's a false statement, it's at a worse level. Okay. Buhtan, if it's a false statement. Or translates as calumny or buhtan. وقال سعيد بن جبير. Remember, there's two Saeed. Saeed ibn Musayyib, most knowledgeable of the Sabi'een. He's from Medina. Saeed ibn Jubair, he's a Berber from the West. He is the most pious of the Tabi'een. Of course, um, there is Hassan al-Basri, who is the best preacher of the Tabi'een. And of course, there is Uwais al-Qarni. He's his own category. He's not to be judged with the other Tabi'een because he was mentioned directly by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi basically the backbiters. Ibn Zayd Okay. So one other definition of it is Alhams is injuring people and Lems is talking about them. You see here, it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used a word that has many different possible meanings. And so all these tafsirs are bringing the, all these possible meanings. Sufyan al-Thawri. وَيَهْمِزُ بِلِسَانِهِ وَيَلْمِزُ بِعَيْنَيْهِ The hems is with the tongue and the lems is with the eye. I mean, you, could, someone could, you roll your eyes at somebody, right? Rolling the eyes is one of the worst things. If you have kids, don't ever let them roll your eyes at you. Right? How could, I mean... Do never let somebody, you know, your kids roll their eyes. It's one of the worst habits. Okay? It's one of the worst habits. And the munafiqeen used to roll their eyes at the Prophet ﷺ. When the Prophet would speak, they would roll their eyes and look at each other. And Allah says, رؤوسهم, They roll their eyes and they do this. Okay? الذي يؤذي جليسه بسوء اللفظ. The hems is in person. Okay, and he uses words that bother the people that he's sitting with. واللمزة الهمزة واللمزة الذي the لمزة is يمض بعيني بعينه ويشير برأسه. It's with his eyes and with his head, making like sarcastic like type of expressions like that. Okay. And with his eyebrows, making gestures that are mocking the person. The origin of hems is breaking something with force. Okay. واختلفوا في من نزلت هذه الآية. القلبي said 
it came back, it came, this ayah came down, the surah came down because of Al-Akhnas ibn Shariq ibn Wahb al-Taqafi kana yaqa'u finnasi wa yaqtabuhum. He was famous for this. This person, Al-Akhnas, was famous for this. Okay. وقال محمد بن إسحاق ما زلنا نسمع أن سورة الهمزة نزلت في أمية ابن خلف الجمحي the famous enemy of the prophet Umayya ابن خلف وقال مقاتل نزلت في الوليد ابن المغيرة وليد ابن المغيرة this, this, this came down on who was Khalid ibn Walid's father they used, he used to backbite the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and when the prophet was in the presence, he would constantly be making facial gestures against him. Okay? Constantly mocking him. Making these snarky expressions with his face, putting him down. Okay? Remember, mockery is actually one of the things that if, if you have no hujjah and you have no respect, you mock. If you have no hujjah against a person, and really essentially if you have no respect, you can have a respectful enemy. You can respect your enemy. When I deal with, let's say, there's some other religious groups from Islam or outside of Islam, I actually respect them. So we're going to make fun of them. We just debate them with, with hujaj, with evidence. And then there's some other things that, that has no respect, deserves no respect. You just mock it. Of course, Mujahid said that it's specific. it may have come down for a specific person, but of course it's general for everyone who follows that person in that behavior. Then Allah says, الَّذِي جَمَعَ مَالًا قَرَأَ أَبُوْ جَعْفَرُ وَابْنِ عَامِرُ وَحَفْسُ وَحَمْزَ وَالْكِسَاءِ جَمَّعَ Means, these people, why do they feel they're so confident to put people down? They're rich. They're rich. So they feel confident in putting people down. Okay. They have a lot of money and they sit there counting it. Okay? The counting session of their money is their dhikr. It's their ibadah. It's their, their pride. When they look at their bank accounts and they look at the income coming in, it's what makes them happy. Wa'addada. He, he has numerous income sources. Okay? al mal, wa'addada al mal. Meaning, I have my make money from here, from here, from here, from here. Many different numerous sources. Or it means he counts it. Okay? Or he gathers it. Okay? Or he's preparing it for something. Okay? Keep it, hoard it. He, he, doesn't, he forgets that having a lot of money is not going to change your death date. Use your brain. It's still going to die. Okay? It's still going to die. Now, everyone knows that they're going to die. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he thinks he's not going to die, means he's behaving like somebody who's not going to die. Because we know commonsensically there's no human being on the earth. The most arrogant human being on the earth knows he's going to die. Right? So what does it mean here when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He thinks his wealth makes him eternal, infinite, or permanent on this earth. means he behaves like that. His wealth makes him behave like somebody who's not going to die. Or who's not going to someday go through the phases that humble people. There's a phase of life where you lose your strength. Or you start losing your edge. You lose your strength. So you're not number one anymore. You start like being number two and three and four. Right? And then all of a sudden you, 
start hitting a phase where you can't even play the game anymore. You're too tired to play the game of life anymore. Too old. The youth are surpassing you now. Then he comes a point in time where you're so old, the old age itself is a sickness. Like when you're healthy, you're sick. When you're sick, you're almost going to die. Okay. This is the concept and the idea that old age, really, it's a type of sickness. That's why old age is one of the reasons why you could not fast. They pay fidya. He's too old to fast. He's so weak. His default setting. It's not a pretty sight. Some of these people, they're so old. Of course, go bald. Sometimes even their beard hair falls out. They're arched now. They're shrinking, right? They shrink like Yoda. Okay? And they stop smelling. Sense of smell is no good. So they don't even smell themselves anymore. You ever go to senior citizens' home and it stinks, right? They have no sense of smell. So they don't know how bad things smell. So everyone's like turned off from them. From the minbar, like looking at them is a turn off. Smelling them is a turn off. Also the old people, like children again, lose sight sometimes of how much they're talking. You don't want to hear them anymore, right? You ever see like someone in the supermarket and you're like, uh, hello ma'am, do you need any help? Oh no thank you son. And then all of a sudden, she goes on a conversation. It's this lost touch with the idea of what a supermarket trans- interaction should be like. It should be no more than three seconds. Oh, hey, how are you? Are you okay? You need something? No, thank you very much, though. Okay, that's it. It should be done at that. Or neighbors. You wave at a neighbor or you say something very nice. That interaction, there's a order in life, a custom in life. That transaction should be no, interaction should be no more than like five seconds. Maximum. You can't hold someone up while they're taking a walk in the neighborhood or get in the mail. You can't hold them up for more than 20 seconds. It just makes life... Un- we're neighbors. We're not friends, right? There's a difference. There's acquaintances. Good neighborly relations is different from friendship. But they may, they may lose track of these customs of life and lose sight of the fact that you have work. You just came from work. You get in the mail, you want to sit home, you want to throw that mail on the counter, have dinner, do your business with your kids, whatever they got to do, sit on the couch and just unwind. They lose track of these customs of life. So their conversations are way longer than it. Because for them, they've been home all day, all alone. They see somebody, oh wow, it's a chance to talk. So from the standpoint of listening to them, being with them, old age, it's a really tough situation. This person, you don't realize you're going to go there. The only reason people are ever happy in old age is because someone's having mercy on them. That's the truth. Just like a child. The only reason you're, you're alive because your parents have mercy on you. So, where are you going to get that mercy? You have to earn it. When you're in the middle of life, you have to treat people well. So that at the end of life, they have mercy on you. Okay? He forgets that he's going to reach that phase. He's so arrogant and oppressive to other people. That's the meaning of It means he acts as if he's going to be eternally in youth on the earth and never going into these difficult phases of life, let alone dying, which is, thing is, it's hard to talk about death because nobody died and come back to talk about it. Okay? Right? Nobody has come back and told us about it, so we can't really talk about it much. But old age, we can. People have talked about that. 
So, negation of what's before it. Thrown like a rag. Like you're not even worthy. Abandoned. Thrown like an old rag. Any of you wash, the, wash your cars uh, manually? I wash my car manually, right? Because sometimes those car washes, they st- they're not really that great on the car. They make little tiny screech mar- scratch marks, right? I wash my car myself. Well, what do you do with those rags? Just toss them at the end when you're done. Like an old rag, okay? You toss it like an old rag. But then if it thrown like a piece of garbage in the hotama. And the hotama, in asma' and nar, what is the 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 the, the ref the hotama the inference of al hotama here? It's talking about the hellfire, but what aspect? The thing that crushes. Ah, imagine a rock that crushes something. Al hatam that crushes. Okay, al hotama is a thing that crushes. So you're throwing in there like you're throwing recycling. You see the recycling getting patted, pat, you know, screeched, uh, uh, completely crushed up and made into a little cube of metal. And they take that and they sell it. Or they melt it down and they sell it, right? Likewise, crush him up. Make him a patty. Goodbye, ma salama. No, actually, no salama for you. Salam is peace, right? I guess that's the greeting of the hellfire. Bil not بالسلامه okay سميت حطمه لانها تحتم العظام وتكسرها تحتم it crushes their bones they're completely crushed like this like a like a cartoon basically you ever seen the cartoons where uh, that poor wily coyote he's chasing after the uh, what is what bird is it ryan the ostrich the road runner right he's chasing after the road runner and then he gets crushed by a train is completely crushed, flattened. Except here's the problem. You can't die. You don't die in that akhirah. You deal with it. And what will tell you what is al-hutamah? Allah's fire that is lit. It's, it's already lit. It's waiting for some people. All these people making fun of the deen and the truth. If they don't repent, this is what they're getting. You shouldn't wish it for anybody what you're going to get okay oh this is this one you got to think about this this hellfire perceives your heart perceives your fears and it haunts you I mean physical torture is one thing mental anguish is another thing so it haunts you. It's aware about your deepest thoughts. So this hellfire is a mental and spiritual anguish upon you as well. What is your worst fear? We'll bring it. But we won't bring it quickly. We'll bring it slowly so that extend the punishment and the fear. Okay, Extending the punish- punishment and the fear. والاطلاع والبلوغ بمعنى واحد اوكي يحكى عن العرب متى طلعت ارضنا باي بلغت ومعنى الايه انها تاكل 
كل شيء منه حتى تنتهي إلى فؤاده قاله القرضي والكلبي القرضي والكلبي says that it finishes him so much that there's nothing left for him except his fuad it's like it's he's, he's completely tortured there's nothing left to torment except his mind and then he's re-brought back to full health and the torture begins anew right في عمد ممدد قرح قرأ حمزة والكساء وأبو بكر في عمد بضم العين والميم عمد plural في عمد في عمد عمد generally right uh, like pillars عمد plural وقرأ الآخرون بفتحها كقوله رفع السماوات بغير عمد ترونها عمد is a pillar something that puts you up وهما جميعا جمع عمود مثل أديم وأدم وأدم قاله الفراء وقال أبو عبيدة جمع عماد مثل إهاب وأهاب وأهب وأهب قال ابن عباس أدخلهم في عمد فمدت عليهم بعماد وفي أعناقهم السلاسل they're going to have chains around their necks سدت عليهم بها الأبواب doors are closed in the hellfire بلغنا أنه بلغنا أنها عمد يعذبون بها في النار their rods by which they are struck in the fire imagine what you imagine interpret what you interpret it's all bad وقيل هي أوتاد والأطباق التي تطبق على أهل النار and some say it's these these towers that crash upon the people of the fire as I said interpret as you wish right it's all bad none of it's it's all worse than itself أي أنها مطبقة عليهم بأوتاد ممددة وهي في قراءة عبد الله بعمد بالباء بعمد قال مقاتل أطبقت الأبواب عليهم ثم سدت بأوتاد من حديد من نار حتى يرجع عليهم غمها وحرها okay that the doors are closed, locking the heat inside of the hellfire. Okay? And the locking of the doors, it also depresses them and removes all of their hopes. من صفة العمد. The mumadada, it's it's the description of the pillars. So they look, and they don't see an end to this hellfire. أي مطولة فتكون أرسخ من القصيرة. Okay. That's it for Surah Al-Humaza. Okay. Subhanallah. Uh, we have a religion that has that. What can I tell you? You you don't like it? Don't do it. Don't don't do anything wrong. Right, some but some people they really you know wonder, oh my gosh, all this adab, what's going on here? What what's the problem? Do you don't like it? Don't disobey God. That's how simple it is. Okay, don't don't be disobedient if you don't like it so much. All right, folks, let's go now to open QA. 
It's a hydraulic press, Hamza says. Yes, it's like a hydraulic press. All right, anything else, Ryan? How can we improve our character, our behavior towards other people? Are there any books about perfecting our character? Yeah, character to other people is study the Sunnah. Because the Prophet ﷺ had the best of character. And a lot of things in character, they're judgment calls which we don't know. So we need the Prophet to just draw a line in the sand for us. We need the Messenger wasallam to tell. I'll tell you an example of something that has to do with character, but it's oftentimes something that we don't think about or we have a hard time thinking about if i'm looking at my own life and my situation i might be asking myself well i might say to myself there's an imperfection in my dunya should i say oh well at least it's better than so-and-so who are who has a really bad situation or should i say i need to get better because so-and-so has a better situation okay well the prophet draws a line in the sand he says that if it's about the dunya, always compare yourself to someone less than you. Okay? Because you might ask yourself, why would I compare myself with someone less? Yeah, if it's about the dunya, compare yourself with the, someone less. You feel good about yourself. The Prophet told us to do that. If it's about the deen, compare yourself with someone better than you. So that you can aspire. Because one, you need to aspire to the other one you need to be satisfied with but is, which is not to say that you don't strive for, for improving it because the prophet also said guard what benefits you but the feelings you have about yourself should always be positive you see the difference the prophet separated between aspirations of the world and aspirations of the deen and he also separated between the feelings you have about yourself and the actions you take so he said take actions to improve yourself but the feelings you have about the dunya should always be positive. Like, isn't that an amazing... It should always be positive by virtue and by the fact of uh, uh, comparing yourself, looking at those with less than you, but then acting upon what will improve you. All right, let's take this question from Nabila. She says, how do you deal with patiently waiting for your dua? How do I deal with it? You deal with it by passing the time, right? Passing the time. And sabr is just, there's no shortcut to sabr, okay? There's no shortcut to sabr. Patience is just waiting. You just sit there and wait. And you busy yourself. Busy yourself doing something else. Busy yourself preparing for it, right? You got to busy yourself. Then you come back to it. Then you busy yourself. Then you come back to your dua. You just have to wait. Uh, Ali says, Alphabet Soup flagged the previous NBF 60. Nothing but fact 60. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Muhammad Azagwi says, If anyone saw that Elon Musk tweeted about going to hell, this sort of really comes to mind. Why did it go to hell? He wants to go to hell. That's what he said, right? He said, everyone else, Everyone's going to hell. Which is really weird because he's someone who aspires to be different from everyone else and better than everyone else, isn't he? Like he... Everyone else also in the world, if he says all humanity, most of humanity is going to hell, so I'll go to hell. Most of humanity is poor too, so be poor. Most of humanity lives on like check-to-check basis, so why don't you live like them too? So on the earth, he doesn't want to live like them, but in the afterlife, he's good to go. So 
if that's what he wants, let him have it. Turquoise Man says, I got a question. How can we improve our character? Oh, this is the question we just read, right? Yeah. May Allah Ta'ala save us from this adab. We should never assume that we're exempt. What, what do we think we're special? We're not exempt. If you do what this results in, but have husnul dhan billah, but at the same time, make dua that Allah preserves you from it. What would say in the Umar site, about like if there was a group of people, I would be scared, I would be the one. Subhanallah Azim, there, Sayyidina Umar, it is said that he said, if it was announced, that every one of the human beings has been saved from the hellfire, except one, I would be afraid it's me. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr said, if I had one foot in paradise and one foot outside of paradise, I would still uh, not be certain. How do you make up for misraka? I don't know how to do sujood of forgetfulness. Misraka? Let's say you're praying three rakas for Aisha. And then you don't know if you did the fourth one or not. You do the fourth one. Now that rakah is either your fourth or your fifth, right? You're either right or wrong about the three. So it's either your fourth or your fifth. You finish it. You say assalamu alaikum. And then you make two sujuds sahu. And then you get up, two prostrations. You say the tahiyat again, and you say assalamu alaikum again. Ibrahim Junaid, how much would you recommend the volumes of Ihya Ulum al-Din for the average person to read? Get the summarized Ihya Ulum al-Din by N.J. Dawood. And read first the books of Imam al-Haddad first. Read all the books by Imam Abdullah bin al-Haddad because he basically summarized Ihya Ulum al-Din. Caitlin Joham says, What are the limits of Husn al-Dhan? If it's an ambiguous situation, do we continue to assume the best of people? Is there a limit? Good question and simple answer. If you have an interest that could be harmed, you don't have husn al you have su'ad al So I'm hiring somebody. I don't have husn al I'm marrying somebody. No husn al Su'ad al So you're not hired. You're not getting married into our family. You're not being my roommate. We're not traveling together. We're not doing business together until you've proven, give me some evidence, like references, okay? For marriage, maybe an engagement period to make sure that you're not hiding anything. There's no funny business. Like, yes, everyone comes to marriage with the best foot forward. So I don't, I don't know if you, the truth about you. Yes, you're coming with the best foot forward. Wonderful. Okay, there's, I like everything I see. But I still haven't scratched beyond the surface. You're selling me. You're selling yourself, right? So, it's accepted. Let's say I'm a dad. All right, I accept this guy. You like him? Okay, good. Engagement. Khitbah. It's in the sunnah. Sayyidina Ali and Fatima were engaged. Okay? Sayyidina Ali is the least person who, last person who ever needs to be engaged because his character is known inside out by the Prophet already, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but establishing a sunnah. Also, for, for the girl, it's like, easing into this relationship. I'm going to be so close to this man, not right away like that. But the engagement allows me to now observe more. You're not going to be able to put on a face and put on your best foot forward for nine months. The truth is going to come out of who you are. So what are we going to do in this nine months? 
have dinners, go out, meet your family, meet your friends, and you meet our side, and we keep cross-pollinating like this until we really get to see the inside out and you're marinating. This relationship is now marinating, and I get to see who you are. It could be I catch you proposing to another woman, like you're shopping the market. Okay, go marry that other woman. Okay. It could be that I catch you, you have a temper. Or in the middle of a discussion, I realize, whoa, this guy's an innovator. Goodbye, right? Or he doesn't have his head screwed on straight. Or he has a past that I don't approve of. I might approve of certain things, I might not. Or the girl herself may realize, he's actually, he's got bad habits. He's not clean, right? So that's the value of that period of time. But it should not be too long nor too short. Too short is useless and too long, it's also useless. There's a middle period of time where I get to see this human being in many different ways to the point that he can't put on an act anymore. And that's the value of engagement. I don't want to get involved in my life with somebody I don't know. This is a marriage, a close thing, right? I don't know. You ask me, I don't like getting close to strangers. I like to get to know them first. Okay. What's the best, best dhikr prior to surgery? Of course, no doubt about that. What is tighfar? Safa says in the Isra' Mi'raj, the Prophet heard Musa bargaining with God. What does it mean? I, 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 do, you, do you mean by that that he said, go back and go back and uh, ask Allah to reduce? That was a rahmah for us. And bargaining with God may be dua, seeking forgiveness, seeking increase. Lay polymath, do you think you will ever do a class on Johara to Tawheed? Probably not on Johara to Tawheed, and if we did, it would probably be with somebody like Sheikh Taysir Safi. What's the best way to memorize Murshid al Mu'in and other Maliki texts? Repeat them 15 times before you go to sleep, the section that you're reading. And 15 times reading it, and then five times from memory. Jennifer 714 says, what does the Qur'an and Sunnah recommend to increase in mental health and emotional strength? Al-dhikr was suhbah. Dhikr and suhbah. Dhikrullah and companionship with people. What is the Sunnah of smiling? Who am I supposed to smile at? Smile at the people that is permissible for you to have a relationship with. Okay. So you're not going to go smiling to all the women, right? What, what's your business with them? Okay. Now, if you're like a tenant in the hallway and you pass your neighbor, you can ask Salaam or something like that or hello or whatever. But there's no harm going to happen from that. Uh, but that is a sunnah of smiling. Definitely at the parents' faces, a great ibadah. Okay. At kids' faces, it's rahmah. At your peers' faces, it's relationship, uh, a, a sunnah. Sadaqa. Let's go to YouTube here. Sayyid Muhammad Daniel Hassanain. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi. What happened to the previous video? Again, Qawm Lut. Try to get us banned. 
Is it true that everyone will have to go through hellfire? No. Over the surah. Every one of you will pass over it. Meaning, there is a phase on the Day of Judgment in which there is a bridge over the hellfire. So we will all pass over the hellfire. Yes, that's true. We will all pass over the hellfire. Noah says, Christian friend wants to purchase a home with a riba mortgage. Then sell the home to a Muslim friend riba free. While the Christian is still paying the riba mortgage on his end. Will the Muslim be in good standing? The Muslim does not have to worry where he's going to buy it from. I don't have to worry about where my seller... Uh, I'm the buyer. I don't care where the seller got it. I don't care how he got it. It's not my business. And the Sharia only looks at the, my sale. Now, of course, I know if, like, if, he, if I know he stole it, that's another thing, right? But how he bought it, that's his business, right? I'm buying it from him. The contract I buy from him is all that matters. Follow up? Yep. So it's, we know it's wrong to assist, assist someone in a sin. Yes, it's wrong to assist someone in a sin. And even, even if it's a kafir. Kafir or otherwise. Yes, that's correct. So if you plan this out, though. Like, if you plan it out, no. That's different. No, but hey, listen, you're going to buy this house? That's your business. Don't tell me. Don't ask, don't tell. That's the only thing that Qumrut said that's good. Don't ask, don't tell, right? And then I buy it from you. That's it. Ali says, is it halal to give a beat down to a husband who has abused their wife? It could be. It could be. Yeah, you come inside and say, um, a guy has beaten your sister or your brother. And you come and you start taking your belts off and you beat him down. I might like to join in. It sounds fun, right? <laughs> It, it could be because sometimes that's the only way to, to, to solve problems. Allahu it's, it's a different situation. Every situation is different. You have to see if that's going to improve things or make things worse. Am I allowed to change madhab based on liking one of the imam more than the others? You are allowed, but this not should be like constant, nonstop habit. Every day, every month, every year, I change the madhab. But if it's like one time, fine. Ali says, if I join Aisha in Jama'ah in the last rakah, yes, you owe two rakahs out loud. So you, you got one rakah silent, now you owe two out loud. So rakahs two and three should be out loud. Hajra Mahmood says, if you keep persisting and being stubborn in dua, is it possible you are given something even if it is not khair for you? You're being given dua. That's the first thing you're given. If Allah gives you dua, He wills good for you. You're being righteous in your du'a. You're not being sneaky. You're not being tricky. You're worshiping Allah properly. This is a, you're already being given a great ni'mah. And if Allah Ta'ala answers that du'a, when Allah Ta'ala answers you, gives you something that is bad for you, this is when, it's when you're, the nature of your asking is no good. Right? Be careful what you ask for, is when the nature of your asking is no good. Just like what we just said here, Elon Musk said, all right, give me hellfire, whatever. That's where we say, be careful what you ask for. But you don't come to someone piously praying for something, improving their life, staying away from haram, hoping that Allah answers their prayers, following the sunnah so that Allah answers their prayers, making intense dua. That person should not be told, be careful what you ask for. That person should be told, you have already been given in this dua and this istiqama something better than your, your dua. 
Allah Ta'ala will not trick such a person. You have to understand the nature of Allah Ta'ala in this respect. He does not, he did not play a trick on such a person. Okay. This is the meaning of Allah's name, Ash-Shakur. He gives reward to those who do good deeds. He doesn't trick up someone who does a good deed. And why not say in your dua, if it's good for me, or bless it for me. Safiq Alam says, in my culture, which is Bangladesh, my cousin's kids are considered nieces and nephews. Ghalat. Ghalat. You cannot see your cousins, you cannot even see your cousin without hijab. How about her kids? Common sense, right? Common sense. And you can marry your cousin and you can, and you can marry their kids. Let's say your cousin's way older than you. It could happen because you could have 20 years or 15 years between one sibling and the next such that when they have cousins, their big age gap, when the older cousin has a kid, maybe the same age as you, marriageable age as you. So you can marry your cousin. You could definitely marry her cousin's kids. They have to cover in front of you. So Shafiq, uh, you would, when they pass puberty, you cannot see them without hijab, no. Sarah says, is it haram if you completed an internship for a mortgage department in a credit union, non-for-profit, riba, mortgages? Yes. You have committed something haram. Uh, Mora Blanco says, I owe qada for fajr and subh. Can I forge the two rakats, raghibat al-fajr, and pray two rakats, qada al-fajr, until they are all made up? Can I forego the two rakas? Yes, you can forego the raghiba until you make up your fajr. How do we learn business rules in Islam? Many teachers say only some can teach it, but in real life, most people have online businesses, even small. Cannot follow, we follow a simplified formula? Yeah, you, you talk to the people who have knowledge in the realm of business. And Muslims who have opened up businesses similar, than your, similar to yours, because they've already been through all the questions that you're going to go through. They've been through it, right? So if there are pious Muslims like that that are in your community and they have their own businesses, doctors and lawyers, talk to them. See what they said. All right. MM says, I'm a Hanafi and can take a rukhsa without talfiq. If there's a reason, why not? It's not, it's not totally wrong. You're not intending if there's a reason. In the Maliki opinion, permitting the thigh, playing soccer. Okay? So play soccer. But the portion above the knee a little bit is forgiven in the Maliki method. Is there someone here, Ryan? The audio is fine? Okay. Assalamu alaikum. Did you see the Zionist far right group announce that they will destroy Al Aqsa on the 28th? All right, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. What is Kashf? Kashf is Allah Ta'ala showing you something of the. You can bring it in the center if you want to. Some, showing you something of the truth, whether it's the future or whether it is something of. Um, do, you, do you need a charger? Blue ones there. Yeah. Maliki Fit Class. Maliki Fit Mason Hakes. Maliki Fit Class is tomorrow. Right? What time is Maliki Fit Class? Seven o'clock. Yes. 
Seven o'clock, Maliki Fit class. We continue the reading of Ibn Ashir. Okay. Did he finish Zakah? I think we're almost done. Yeah, we're, we just have to go over Zakah of livestock, which we'll do real quick. And then we go to Hajj. Noah, is prayer invalidated if a woman passes near you or in front of you? No, it's not invalidated. It's not invalidated. It's, when the Prophet said that, what he meant is, your focus may be, in, may be lost. That's what the, it's back. Uh, that's what the Prophet said. Your focus is lost. Okay. All right, Nabila says, can we send Salah on the Prophet with a specific intention? Yes, you can. Can we send Salah on someone else's behalf? No, you send Salah and you make dua for the other person. But you cannot send Salah on behalf of somebody who's still alive and in, intend the reward to someone who's still alive. If the person is dead, fine. Okay. Is drop shopping haram by ijma'? Drop shipping? Not that I know. Not by ijma'. There is some that say it is allowed. What fabric is your cream scarf? This here, I think it's a regular kind, and it's a, it's a uh, silham. This is a silham. It's a hood. Hooded cape. Ibrahim does not have any cues. He just wants to say Ili. Uh, are there future classes on Al-Fiyat ibn Malik? No, not for a while. Al-Fiyat ibn Malik, it's so detailed. It's not suitable for us right now. Later, maybe. A.M. Nothing in my life is going right. I follow the Shadi, I pray and I fast. Nothing's going the way I plan. I want it to go to the point I'm tired and see no point in doing dua. Stop for a lot of No. You need to review some things. You need to start having a positive outlook. Make force it. You have to force a positive outlook. Um, I, if something comes to mind, I'll bring it up right now. But right now, you just have to. I'll think of something. Ismail Qurayshi, friend is struggling with the idea that we didn't ask to be created. All right, kill yourself then. And now we are responsible for life and everything that comes with it. What should I say? Kill yourself then. The moment you put this knife to your neck, you're going to get scared, right? That means you love life. You've been given a gift for free. And now you're not grateful for it? Didn't ask to be created? Who are you? Is this like modern secular ethics of consent? God doesn't have to take your consent. Okay? You're lucky God gave you a chance. He could have created you, put it straight in the hellfire. It could possibly. It's his it's ownership. It's his creation. I mean, that might be a little bit of a mean approach, but think about this. Consent is a secular ethic. God does not need your consent to do anything. You've been given a great nama. The proof of which you will do everything to survive. A human being will do everything to survive. Okay? You're given a great blessing. Be grateful for it. How long is the day of judgment? It is long for those who have sins and kufr, and it is short for those who don't, who are who have good deeds. 
and who have a clean heart. Caitlin says, you said, busy yourself preparing for your du'a to be answered. How do we best prepare ourselves for, for ijabah? Ask yourself, how am I going to be grateful? When Allah Ta'ala answers this prayer, how am I going to be grateful? And maybe my prayer requires certain things, right? If I, oh Allah Ta'ala, I, want to, I need some better income. Start preparing a business. Start having a business, right? Start working towards it. He's not, the wealth is not going to come from the sky. It's not going to fall from the sky. You've got to work for it. I want to have a husband. I want to have a wife. To get in shape. Don't you want your husband to like how you look or your wife? So get in shape. Right? Start living as if it's going to happen. Okay? Prepare for it. How are you going to be grateful to Allah? Think about yourself. How are you going to give shukr for this nama? I'm going to give shukr by attending Hiv's class once a week. I'm going to give shukr by giving $50 a week in sadaqah. I'm going to give shukr by... How are you going to give shukr? So start preparing for that. Aisha Mukhtar, can we join the Madiki Fit class? Yes, you can still join in. No problem. And the recordings are all up. Okay. Uh, Sayyid Muhammad Daniel says, Sorry to tell in public, please say, MashaAllah, Alhamdulillah, I received glad tidings by the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, Your wife and you with me in Firdaus. MashaAllah, that's an amazing dream. He's, I wouldn't, don't tell these dreams in public, though. Erase it. Tell only the people that you know, that you trust, that will not give you hasad nor call you insane. But, I mean, I believe that's possible for a prophet's dream like that to happen or for someone to see the Prophet like that. So may Allah Ta'ala, um, he says, now how should we behave? You should have more taqwa of Allah at this point. If Allah gave you that ni'mah, have more taqwa, more khashya. Okay. Can a true dream be interpreted by the person who sees it? Yes, he can. Of course, a true dream, you can be your own interpreter. Noah, Noah, which one? What are you laughing? Which one are you laughing at? I mean, the guy says I was created without my consent. Logically, how can you ask something that doesn't exist consent, even by mantik? How can I seek the consent of? Uh, let me create you. Let me ask your consent. Why would I ask your consent? You're my creation, right? Do you ask your iPad? Can well, your iPad doesn't have life, right? Do you ask consent of your kids when they're born? So you have kids. Your kid is four years old. Baba, you didn't take my consent. You know what the liberals, they're always saying, their kids are saying these bizarre things, right? Mama, what's happening in the Ukraine? Mom, they're lying, right? Mama, why is he so anti this, that? They're lying, right? But let's say hypothetically. Uh, your kid comes to you and says, hey, Baba, you never asked my consent to, to, to be born. It's not even possible. Right? So, no. There's no such thing, no concept that you we deserve for our consent to be had. Masoom Ahmed, people say that Jassasa, who is the right-hand man of the Dajjal, is the internet. No. We take these as proper physical things. And we'll see what happens when they happen. How do we deal with a divorce? Is a state-issued decree required? 
you get the divorce, you make your agreement uh, together, and then you have it court ordered so that everyone will get their rights, even if they back out of the fulfilling their rights, they will, uh, the court will fulfill the rights. So let's say I'm dealing with a divorce right now as a wali of somebody. So yeah, let's agree outside of court what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, but we will get it court ordered. I don't know if you're going to back out. How do I know? Your situation may force you to stop paying. Well, then the court will dip its hand into your bank account and will extract the money. Or if you don't follow the procedures that you have to bring the kid back by 5 p.m. on Sunday, the, the court order, we can have to call the police to make sure you follow the rules. So there's nothing wrong with that at all. Alhamdulillah that Noah didn't choke up there. Ali says, can you tell us some hadith about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam wrestling and grappling? The messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam received a man who he loved. This man was a great wrestler. And he saw this man coming. And the Prophet sallallahu said to him, enter Islam. He said no. He said, if I wrestle you, will you enter Islam? He was the best wrestler in Mecca. He said, no, if, if you wrestle me down, that's definitely by wahi because we, we know that you don't practice wrestling. Right? The Prophet ﷺ was not known to practice you know, wrestling. So if he wrestles the best wrestler in the city, it must be from divine intervention. So the man agreed to that. Then the Prophet wrestled him down. Okay? And the man entered Islam. So the, the wrestling and grappling, it's like one of the halal parts of sports. Boxing and hitting the face and bloodying someone up, that's all haram. As, we love Khabib and everything. That's haram. But some mufti said that the only time that Khabib's fight was halal was McGregor because he made fun of Islam. I can't remember that he did, but he did say something, right, about Islam. So the mufti says, now it's halal for him. Beating him up is halal. All right, Aisha Mukhtar says, it's ridiculous here in the UK, a patient sued her mom, her mother's doctor. A patient, all right, I got to read this. She sued her mother's GP, general practitioner, I guess, for being born. How absurd. How absurd is this society getting? She argued that if the GP had told the mom to take folic acid, she would have delayed conception and she wouldn't have been conceived. These people don't want to exist. Guess what? We don't want you to exist either, right? You're not alone. People like you, I'd rather you highlight, delete. If I could, but I can't, okay? And she won the case against the GP. What kind of judge? When Allah doesn't love a people, He makes them love concepts that make their population decrease. We want to abort everyone. We want to not have babies. We don't want you around either. So, I support you. Masum Ahmed, is there a dua to help with cowardice or excessive fear? For one's dunya, yes. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. It conquers fear, and Allahu Akbar conquers fears. Anza Jamaa says, "I I've been increasing salah as you mentioned, but I've been focusing more on istighfar. Which is better, salah on the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam more and some istighfar." Because the Prophet ﷺ is said about him that he made his tighfar around a hundred a day. 
But for Salah, on the Prophet ﷺ, he said, if you, if you do all of your nafila as Salah upon me. So therefore, Salah is the most, and Istighfar, you should have some. Of course, we should all have some Istighfar. If we're not doing Istighfar, there's a problem. Shafiq Adam, there are pro fighters who are Muslim and get praised, yet hitting the face is a sin. Yeah, of course it is. Along with the lewd things that come with it. Is their income halal or haram? That's not haram. That's not halal, no. The income of, of, of boxing and hitting? No. Why did the Prophet ﷺ ask to be shown things as they are? What does it mean? That means we may see a thing and misunderstand it or misinterpret it. So that's why there is a hadith. I, I don't know if this dua goes back to the Prophet, but the Salaf always uh, affirmed this hadith, this dua, Allahumma adin al-haqqan wa razuqni Show me the truth as truth. And let me follow it. Show me falsehood as falsehood and let me follow it. Everyone dresses up their beliefs. Shaitan dresses up bad actions as good. So we ask protection from that. We need protection from that. And falsehood is dressed up as, always dressed up as good. The truth is always dressed up as, as bad. Regarding Surah Al-Humaz, I often find myself being overly cautious when it comes to backbiting. I don't think you could be overly cautious, but you should know that you may backbite in a few situations where there's an interest. Someone says to me, hey, should I, should I marry so-and-so? You have to tell the truth. Wallahi, there are people I hang out with. I would tell people the truth. I hope Allah doesn't put me in this position, but I would tell people, and it's not you, Ryan. But I would, <laughs> I would tell people a word that w- they should be smart enough to understand, right? Because I also have to protect myself. I don't know if this person is going to go and say, oh, guess what? Shadi said such and such. I don't know if that's going to happen. But I would sort of, you ask me, I have to give, I must, I cannot lie and say, yes, he's excellent. I might say something like, mm, ask him about this. Uh, maybe ask other people. There is a way in which I can give a negative review. Not me, only anyone can give a negative review without explicitly ba- saying something bad, which is only for the sake that I don't know if that person is going to use cross fitna. Now, if I know he's not going to cross fitna, I'll say it. Like if it's my friend, if my friend comes to me, because I got friends that are older than me, and their daughter may be 20 years old. Hey, listen, one of your guys in the masjid, your friends, I know you hang out with this guy and he's proposing to my daughter. What do you think? If I know that he's not going to go cause fitna and spread the word, I'll tell him the truth. He's not really correct up here. He's, I, I wouldn't do it, right? You should try to give him a reason as much as possible, but it's also sufficient for you to say, I wouldn't marry him to my own daughter, right? That's sufficient, but so backbiting is not just allowed, it's almost obligatory in some circumstances where someone could lose something. Someone could be harmed, right, if you don't say the truth about somebody. What's the optimal number of rakahs for duha? Two up to eight even. Shaykh, better to delay salah in the permitted time and pray the sunnah and farad or pray exactly on time and only the farad? If it's for maghrib, you pray the farad straight. But for Fajr, Dhuhr, Asr, you can pray the Sunnah. And Dhuhr can be delayed to wait for people to come. Aisha can be delayed to wait for people to come as well. Okay. Next question here. I have a question. Yes, go ahead. Can 
Can you, like, if you want to create a habit of doing it every day, but you don't get faced with this many, like, decisions every day, can you do it generally? There is a concept of a general istikhara. The answer is yes. And in which you say, my general affairs. Yeah. Ofa um, Ibrahim, you can, can you put the arc view up? Because uh, Ofa Ibrahim is asking, where can we register for fit class? It's arc view basic. The Madiki Fiklak that I teach is an arc view basic. Radiant Pearl, what is the answer for Kashf? Kashf is that Allah shows you something of the truth that is of something of the unseen. And this knowledge that we take, we don't act upon it specifically in a way that except two different halal things that you can act upon. Because either way, you're doing something halal. If I, I'm going, if I'm deciding, should I go to Connecticut or should I go to Detroit? Right? And then I receive a cash of some nice thing happening in Connecticut. And I decide to go to Connecticut. That's two halal things. Right? You, there's no harm in that. Because the knowledge of mukashafa we have to understand, is a speculative knowledge. It's not absolute knowledge like the Quran and the Sunnah. Bushra Begum has an eye infection. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you a speedy shifa. Will the man be sinful if he takes another wife without telling his first one? There's no obligation to tell your first wife, but if you're causing pain to people because it's not their culture, they're not used to it, you would be responsible for that pain. If you mess up your daughters, now my daughters are all messed up because, and my dad, my son is all messed up now in the head, that's your, you're going to, that's your action. But you didn't commit zina. No. The marriage is valid. You did not commit zina, but you've messed up your family. You're going to suffer those consequences in dunya and akhirah. Is going to the masjid to see other people detracting from the reward of salah? The answer is no. You can. You're allowed to go. Manifesting with your mind and dua are the two correlated. The, your mind is a sebab by which you focus. Your mind will not create anything. Uh, unlike the law of attraction kooks tell you the mind does not nothing creates except allah however the the good the correct thing about law of attraction is not law of attraction it's common sense is that the more you think about something the more you focus on it what you focus on is what grows in life so this idea of thinking about something and loving it that's totally correct and that's not law of attraction that's just common sense we all know that right you all know in your own life, if you focus on something and you think about it and you really want it badly, right? Chances are it's going to happen for you. You're going to make it happen, right? Du'at now, you need Allah Ta'ala to, 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 to create this for you. you don't, we don't create anything. But we do ask and act. And the, the aspect of law of attraction that's true is it's simply the concept of focusing, reminding yourself, what's my goal in life? And that and that's, doesn't need law of attraction for that. Any person who's lived long and succeeded can tell you that. Nadag has a question. Uh, how can we expect goodness and be optimistic when all the prophets had significant loss and sacrifice? If anyone deserves ease, it would be them. And the prophets also had the greatest blessing in this life as well as the greatest test. The sweetness that they had in their heart is greater than the sweetness we'll ever have. The ma'rifah of Allah that they have is greater than what we have. The joy that they had inside of their family was greater than the joy that we'll ever have. Why? Because the taqwa begot that. So don't just think that prophets suffer the most, they also enjoy life the most.
not the life of the dunya of having steak every day, but the relationships of the prophets are the best. The marriages are the best. Of course, there was exceptions to show us, like Sayyidina Nuh, Sayyidina Lut. Okay, we can't say Lut too much because we'll get flagged. But they also, as they suffered so much, suffering produces a knowledge and a wisdom. That wisdom and knowledge also produces goodness. So they had the, the best of life too. Okay. Next question says here, Paycheck says, I just want to thank you and your team. Thank you so much, alhamdulillah. No question, but I want to thank you and your team, and we thank you for the comment. Jazakumullah khairan. We need your dua as much as possible. How do we strengthen belief that everything that happens is for our own good? The attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we contemplate the attributes of Allah. Uh, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us this. And to, to believe in the promises of Allah is all about purifying our heart. When we have doubt about Allah's promises, it's solely for the purpose that, or the reason that we have sins. Sins beget doubt. Good deeds beget trust. Ryan? I remember, I think it was a khutbah that you gave like a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, you said like we're not a people who have to see to believe. It's the other way around. Yes, we don't, we're not a people who see to believe. We believe first. We make the decision to believe. And then the then we will see. We have to make the decision that Allah said everything is for my goodness. Therefore, I'm going to believe in it. But you would not be able to believe in it unless you strengthen your iman by ibadah and remove sins. Okay. The pure heart attracts the truth. The dirty heart attracts sins. The pure heart attracts optimism. The dirty heart attracts pessimism and doubt. The pure heart attracts hope and certainty. The dirty heart attracts hopelessness and doubts. Okay. Any dua to seek the truth? Yes. Simply, oh Allah, uh, show me the truth as truth and guide me to it. Show me falsehood as falsehood and guide me to avoid it. What does being inspired by Allah to do something feel like? Hmm. Tough question. If something comes to mind, I'll say. If you have to make up seven years of missed salah, do you double up each farj for seven years? Yes. And you don't bother with any nawafil. Is it true there's more khair in delaying fajr? Yes, in that to make sure that it's in. Because if you notice, fajr, you can't see it really when it comes in, unless you're on a clear horizon. So it's better to delay it to the point that you're certain that fajr is in. That aspect of the delay. My name is Nu'man says, can women go to an imam and request a divorce without the husband's consent? They can, and if she's able to prove damages and harms, technically the imam can separate husband and wife. We just don't do that because we would only do it through a council because it would cause so much fitna in the community, right? Because, but in the Madiki Madhab, the absence of a judge is the imam of the mosque. He can do it. He can't do it. Separates between the two. If she can prove it, the, the, the harms and the damages. All right, let's go back to YouTube. Should we pray Fajr at 15 or 18 degrees? It's safer to pray at eighteen at 15 degrees. Fajr, stop fasting at 18 or stop suhoor at 18. Pray at 15 is safer because we really don't know. Go ahead. A question on that. Mm -hmm. So does in any way, does it kind of like contradict the point of like having the prayer time if we're kind of using both times? Or like contradict the point of like finding out? 
Is it contradict the point that there is a, a prayer time? No, it doesn't contradict the point of, that of having a prayer time because we stop at 18 and pray at 15, but it does establish the fact that we don't know what the time is. We're uncertain about exactly when Fajr is. There's a dis, just difference of opinion, and also this is not something that we're good at anymore, and the northern hemispheres are so cloudy, and it would take so many repetitions of sighting the sunlight and no, I don't think any of us have time to drive one hour and get good at that, right? Until that we can be certain that it's 15 or 18 degrees. Does Sheikh Rami do, do this or not? Well, I have to ask him. Yeah. But uh, probably it's maybe a fard kifaya, right? For us to find someone to do this. Can you have ayahs or surahs written on the wall? It's halal, yes. However, you shouldn't put your feet to the, that wall then. It's weird to hear you refer to yourself by your first name. <laughs> Mahmoud Muhyiddin, or we answered that. Adnan Auda says, Assalamu alaikum. I've been in Atlanta for about two months. Okay. And the group down there said, Salam's nice. The group down in Atlanta says that sends their salam. So, alaikum salam to you, Adnan, and to the whole crew. We got to go to Atlanta someday. It's a popping place. You're going in the summer. What are you going for? for oh, mashallah for YM conference. That's good. It's it's a popping place, Atlanta, Georgia. Abdul Hadi, is it permissible to lie to conceal past sins? Yes, no one, no one's allowed to know your sins, unless, like, you have a disease. You don't have to say why I got this STD. You don't have to say why you got monkeypox. But you got monkeypox. The girl has to know, right? You don't have to say why. Why did you get monkeypox? I'm not going to answer that question, right? Saracen is asking about dua against rulers. Okay. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us rulers that are better than them or to, to guide them to what is good, right? We should definitely not make dua that anyone burns in the hellfire. But we can make dua, oh Allah, remove them and bring us someone better. You have to say, and bring us someone better. Because you can say, remove them, but you get someone worse. Like what happened to in many, it happens in many countries. What is the main, Radiant Pearl says, what's the main reason for Salat al-Hajjah? Any reason that you want that is an intense dua, you can do Salat al-Hajjah. Okay? Hajjah, in the, in the context of fiqh means a dire need, but in the context of dua, it just means a strong desire. That's all. It doesn't have to be for death. Is it a sunnah mu'akkadah salat al-hajjah? Well, it's one of the sunnahs that has a name, right? And and usually in the in the Ibn Ashr, Sidi Mayyara, separates sunnah mu'akkadah from sunnah khafifa. The Sunnah Mu'akkad is that which has a name. Salat al-Hajjah has a name. Right? So Sunnah Mu'akkad to do that. What is the best way to find sweetness in the trial? Great question. It's to contemplate the wisdoms that come after it. Right? The, the, what's going to come out of this trial is going to come that I'm going to be far more experienced. I'm going to be better at what I'm doing, etc., etc. Okay? Ismail Quraishi, to what extent to avoid purchasing products that may have been produced through forced Uyghur labor? 
I, I, I never got into that movement of not buying or buying because at that point, you're not going to buy anything. You go live like the Amish. Okay? That's where I'm at on those things. It's just it's too much. And it's a haraj. Someone could go, oh, this iPad was made by the Uyghurs. This was made by Bengalis who were abused. The wallet was made by Kashmiris who was abused. The undershirt was made in a Pakistani sweatshop. Okay, so I'll just go live with the Amish then, right? Sew my own clothes. It takes 38 days to make an amis. I can't live like this. So I just don't go into that at all, to be honest with you. What kind of promises and conditions are halal to put in a nikah contract? Anything that does not negate A, the sharia, or B, the purpose of nikah. So you cannot say, we will get married, but there will be no sexual relations in this marriage. You can't say that, right? Because that denies the purpose of marriage. You cannot say, we will marry, but there we will never live together. That denies the purpose of marriage, negates the purpose of marriage. Of course, anything haram, you know that. I'm sure that you don't need to be told that, but... What's haram to put in a marriage contract or invalid? It's an invalid clause. The marriage is halal. The contract will be halal, but just that clause will be as if it doesn't exist. And that is any clause or condition that negates the purpose of marriage. I'm not here 9-11 says, is Ibn Arabi a heretic? We don't read the books of Ibn Arabi, but we don't believe him to be a heretic. Because his books, are, it's not clear what's written and what was added by scribes. So we can't really assess anything directly. Rashid Al-Kabir says that this question on Ibn Arabi was answered before. Thank you very much for, for retyping it. Can a Muslim be a chaplain in the military forces for Muslims in a non-Muslim country as the pay is good? you have to look at the actions of that army. If that army is fighting oppressive wars or could fight oppressive wars, then no. Like if, you're in, if you go into the army of Romania, which basically we don't ever see Romania going into oppressive wars, right? What do they even do? Do they even have an army, right? So, but they don't go into oppressive wars. We never see that, right? Then you can serve the Muslims there. Oppressive does not mean oppressive against Muslims only. Any oppression any war that would not be valid in the Sharia. And if that war happens, you have to resign. Benefits of reading morning and evening adhkar, very simple, it keeps away so much of the hasad and the shayateen away from you, and it strengthens your iman. Sayyid Muhammad Daniel Hassanain, he says, can you remind us of the sheikh who was once the head of the Madikiyah, he used to confirm his fatwa with the Prophet So he used to give a fatwa, he lived at the time of At-Tijani. And he was a Khalwati. But I cannot remember his name. I'll get you his name, inshallah. But he would write a fatwa. And he would always put it under his pillow. And he would not publish the fatwa until he saw a vision of the Prophet ﷺ and the Messenger ﷺ approved of the fatwa. This is true. Okay? It would be wonderful to have such people alive in this day and age. But it is true. Uh, that and and we say it's true because he and the scholars who are not liars and who know how to assess evidence talked about this. 
Is there a du'a for mental health issues? You should also get medical treatment as well as reciting the Quran. But you should get the medical treatment that is needed. Okay. Someone is asking a question about Hamza Yusuf and Habib Ali. Can you advise them? I'm not in a position. I have. I'm not. I don't have lines of communication with them. How do we pray Salatul Hajjah? Salatul Hajjah. We'll go over it one day because it's going to require us to actually write it down or show it on the screen. But it's Turak Wudu Turakas, and it's a special du'a. When we see the deceased relative in a dream, is it always the case that they are talking to us from the barzakh? Yes. It is said that anything that the dead says to you is haq because they have reached the barzakh and there is no lying in the barzakh. There's no telling lies. Is it a sin to sleep late at night? Yes, if you know that you're going to miss fajr. It is. But if you don't know that you're going to miss fajr, then it's not sinful. What should one be one's response or dua if sees or reads something Islamic-phobic or kufri. Astaghfirullah. Say astaghfirullah, that's it. Should Muslims not feel at ease knowing that the Prophet ﷺ said a time will come where man with my name and his father shall be as my name come, and that's Imam al-Mahdi. We should feel optimistic, but we still have to do our job. We can't rely upon Imam al-Mahdi coming in our lifetime and fixing everything. We have to do our jobs with our own selves. Next. I have a question. So we know that the sleeping person is not accountable, right, while they're sleeping. Yeah, that's correct. So if you if you wake up in the t- if you set an alarm and it goes off during the time the fedra has come in, and you wake up and turn it off, go back to sleep. But you, the only way you know you did this is because you woke up with your phone right next to you. You don't remember doing that at all. Yeah. You Some, right? Sometimes you're holding your phone and you shut it off as soon as the alarm goes off, and then you miss the salah. Right? If that happens, inshallah, that person will, will not be considered someone who intentionally skipped fetch. Will it because, is that because that's not counted as being awake, or is it not because they weren't uh, aqal? No, they were not sufficiently awake to be held accountable. There is a concept of be, being between awake and asleep, and that per, that's called nuas, and that person is not held accountable for shutting off his alarm, for example. Salahuddin al-Ayyubi is on the chat. I didn't know that. He says, um, don't look at the faults of uh, a certain group. Hajar Mahmoud says, I had read that adhkar and salah is like polishing your heart and istighfar is like cleaning it. So istighfar should be given priority for the common sinner than adhkar. Do you recommend the same? At, the, at a certain level, all the, any dhikr is good. And istighfar is extremely necessary for all of us. And salah on the Prophet, you cannot go without it. What's the best way to do istikhara? If it's for more than one thing, should I do it separately? You can do all of your matters in one istikhara. Salatul tasbih is a sunnah in all the four madhabs. That's a question from Farah Ahmed. It is a sunnah in all four madhabs. Noah says, Do you recall the two X factors of raising children that you mentioned? I remember one was the level of their iman, but cannot recall the other. I think the X factors in 
Raising kids is the company that they keep. I think that's what it is. Number one is the company that they keep. If you're sending them out to the wolves for eight hours a day and the kid comes back with fangs, what the heck do you expect? You sent them out to hang out with those people and to be educated by them too. Not just hanging out, by the way, to be educated by them, right? For eight hours a day. Now, I know that many people, they have no choice. They have to kill their kids out go to public school. Allah will help you, inshallah, if you have no choice. But if you do have a choice and you've chosen to put them in an environment with darknesses for 45, 50 hours a week, plus projects after school and I need to get on Zoom because I'm having a project with so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. Then you're going to sow what you reap. So sow what you reap and then don't ask me questions. Are there du'as made in Arafah always answered? Yes. Asking for my brother, the top three things a man should be looking for in a woman for marriage. Number one, as the prophet said, deen. Number two, she's not unattractive. We don't have this like crazy bar. And this I learned this from one of the habayb. He said the condition that, you know, that they, they do things by and their wisdom, she's not unattractive. Attractive is like relative. But she's not unattractive. You're not someone that you have to look away from. That's it. Those two, he said. But I would also add, they also added other things. Compatibility with your family. So for example, if I'm from an ethnic background, if I marry someone from a far different ethnic background, I'm, all I'm doing is I'm adding possibilities for misunderstandings. But if I marry someone from the same exact background, the chance of, of laughing at the same jokes, enjoying the same food is all higher. It's better. It's easier, Right? So as much as we have these interracial and interethnic back marriages and we think they're fun and cool, truth is that the closer, the more factors that are the same, the more likely that there won't be a misunderstanding and there will be an easier life, right? It's just a fact. So I have heard the Habayb give that piece of advice too. So that's three pieces of advice. As many things similar in your backgrounds, culturally and ethnically, she's not unattractive and her deen is solid. What, is, what does it mean her deen is solid? It, when your daughter is 20, she, she's going to be exactly like this woman. If you accept that for yourself, then good. Okay. So the carbon copy of what she is now, that's your daughter in 20 years. Are you satisfied? Are you happy with that? Then her deen is good. Likewise for the women. That's your son in 20 years. A guy's proposing to you. Let's say he's 20 years old, 25 years old. Fast forward, that's your son. Are you satisfied that that's your son? Then marry the guy. Is Salat al-Hajjah Salah or a dua? Yeah, you pray two rak- you make wudu, you pray two rakas and you say this dua. It's dua al-Hajjah. Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas says, were you satisfied with Professor Brown's response to your article when you were on the podcast with Hijab? Well, I felt that he started to walk it back. That's why I went, I was not trying to attack the guy. And they wanted me to attack him and they wanted me to slit his throat. But the point is, if someone's going to walk back their, and I think at the time of the podcast, it was irrelevant anyway, right? Because the law was already passed. But from what I remember, he, he did walk it back. From what I remember, right? 
But that was my intent. My intent wasn't to slit his throat and embarrass him and humiliate him. I'm not going to do that to somebody who there's a potential for them to change. What can one do to make shayateen weak? Uh, stay on wudu all the time and keep your tongue moving in dhikrillah. Shaykh, can you advise a book on tasawwuf? All the books of Imam al-Haddad. Abdullah ibn Arwi al-Haddad, then the books of Imam al-Ghazali. What are your thoughts that estimate time that Islam will end is 1500 after the Hijra? No thoughts on that. No action and no thoughts. Okay. Salah al-Din, he was saying, I was not telling you about Tabligh al I was telling someone else who commented, don't look for the falls of Tabligh. And people went, they attacked me because I said something nice about Tabligh al-Jama'at. Let me tell you something. The Tabligh al-Jama'at that I see are just regular normal people who are going to the masajid, right? I'm not going to go and do an inquisition. What's your aqidah? Do you believe Allah tells a lie? Are you a diobandik? I'm not going to go that way. Period. If it becomes apparent, then it becomes apparent. And, and by the way, I'm not from the subcontinent. I don't know a lot of their politics. Hussein Kiani, but I do know certain rulings and I stick by them because they're in the Ash'ari books of the Arabs too, or Yani that are in Arabic and accessible. Are people with mental health conditions considered awliya? Not necessarily. Why would they be considered awliya? Because they're not accountable for the actions. Not accountable is different from awliya. Non-accountable may be forgiven for their sins. That's different from awliya. Maybe that they do receive a, dev- a special amount of protection. Yes, we can see that. But that's a different category from Odia. Maaz says, what's the interpretation of viewing Battle of Badr in a dream? It depends on the other symbols around that. How do you deal with a family with a strong Wahhabi leaning? Tough situation. Get a job far, far away. Go get a job in... Hawaii or something. How do you deal with... Uh, uh, can you... Oh, I keep reading the same questions. Is it true when women say no, they actually mean yes? I get that. I don't know if that's a joker, I guess, but... SubhanAllah. What's your favorite itr? I don't know the names of these itr, to be honest with you. But oh, the standard oud is really the best. Next question. What is up with our camera? I guess it's it's working so hard so it's not charging the same. What can modern Muslim learn from the Amish? How to milk a cow maybe? How to slaughter a chicken probably? I mean What's the dua of the Prophet for anxiety? Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-hammi wal hazan. I seek refuge from anxiety and sadness. Tamanna Tasneem. My elder sister's father-in-law died a day ago. May Allah Ta'ala give him Jannah al-Firdaus and judge him only by the best of his deeds. Okay? And may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala uh, give the, him the Shafa'ah of the Messenger and make him a Shafi'ah for the rest of his family and unify them all together in Jannah al-Firdaus. Have you tried date coffee? Never, never tried it, no. Is overthinking good or bad? Well, it depends what you're doing. Buying a car, getting married, choosing what's for dinner, all depends. I, I would really want to overthink something that's long-term and can damage my life. 
such as marriage. I would overthink that. I would wait. I would wait. I would let's see this person, right? If it's something that is like, what sneakers should I buy? Then I would not overthink that. So very, quite simply, it depends on the damage and the longevity of the thing that we're talking about here. My kid asks, why dua isn't answered when he asks Allah to not give him nightmares, yet he keeps having them? Because dua is not just answered without taking action. Maybe he's watching something that gives him nightmares. Maybe he's not doing the adhkar. If Allah gives you a chance to act, that's his answer. So if I want to get downstairs, I'm, oh Allah, may, may Allah make me get downstairs in peace, in one piece. Don't I still have to get up, look where I'm going, walk carefully, walk down the steps, open my eyes? So the fact that Allah has given me feet and given me eyes, He's answered my dua. Now I have to act upon it. So maybe that He has not yet acted upon what, what's necessary. What's necessary of adhkar before sleeping, wudu, sleep upon wudu. And by the way, maybe his parents are fighting. Maybe he's, they're watching something that's bad on TV that's scaring him, like horror movies. I know people who are into horror movies. I never understood this. Like, I'm, I get like, it's like upsetting to watch this stuff to me. It's not, I don't know if I'm, I could say I'm scared, but I'm grossed out. More like I'm grossed out. I know some really funny people. I mean, I just don't understand. They're, they're, they watch horror movies like constantly. That's what they watch. It's the weirdest thing. And I think there's some shaitanic jinni stuff involved with those horror movies. I would not... The screaming and all that stuff. So, for cupping and company, uh, I would advise you to try to look at the material means that are involved in that. Eating and, eating and drinking late can also result in weird dreams. So, try to take the asbab in addition to the du'a, and Allah Ta'ala will grant you what you're looking for. If you work hard at it and you keep your du'a, guarantee, as the Prophet Sallallahu said, make du'a while certain with the ijaba. Sagali Ibrahim says, Can our feelings tell us if we're doing good in terms of iman? Sometimes I don't feel good, I associate that with iman and reevaluate my life. Is this an innovation? Not necessarily. And it's not necessarily a fact either. Okay, it's not necessarily, it's definitely not false. If I'm feeling down, there's no such thing as feeling down for a prolonged period of time. For us, for Iman, Muslims, there's no such thing. We pick ourselves up rather quickly with Iman. Remove the rust. Okay? And, And I remember not getting a job one time that I had hit a grand slam in the three day interview process. I had just smashed every pitch that came my way but the person in charge me and them didn't get we didn't get along like i knew that they didn't get along they didn't want my views in the building right but with everyone else even some of the other professors they came and told me by the way we're all voting for you he told me this he's not allowed to tell me this but he did the student body told me that too right so i was like i got this and to me it's like a competition okay and then I didn't get the job. So I was really just down about it. I was down about it because I felt it was like a betrayal from this person who laughed and smiled in my face the whole time, right? And then went around doing this, like the head person that had the final say. So I was down about it to the point that I wasn't talking for like 
a day, second day. Then third day, my dad said, all right, three days passed. It's over. Click. That's it. You snap out of it quickly. And I believe that the, the, those whose iman is stronger, they snap out of things much faster. Between one, two, three salahs, you have a nice sleep, that's it, game over. We move on from the dunya. Now there are major things. If someone loses a limb, we ask Allah, Afi and Salama, I cannot imagine the people who have motorcycle accidents, who become paralyzed. Alhamdulillah, Thank Allah Ta'ala who has not tested us with what he's tested other people with. You don't ever want to be tested with these things. I, I, and I can't even advise on that. They would have to advise on that. Because what they've been through of losing a limb, of becoming paralyzed, I just, it's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. The, 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 tri- the type of tribulation that they go through. They should, they're heroes in my view. The people who withstand that and they have sabr and they get better in the deen. They're heroes. One guy said that, listen to this, he got hit by a car one day on a regular routine day. He's 19 years old. He gets hit by a car from the rear. So he jerked his head a little bit and he had some neck pains. So he went for routine x-ray and MRI, whatever, because he hit his head pretty badly. They said, they, they said, they called him and they said, you and your parents, we need to see you. So we're not going to give you the result over the phone. We need to see you. That's alarming, right? They get there. They say to him, we have good news, bad news, and then some news that's in the middle. He said, the good news is the accident it caused you nothing. There's no damage from the accident. The bad news is while we were doing that examination, we discovered a tumor in your brain. And then the middle news that's probably going to be bad is that in the process of removing this tumor, you will, over the span of a few years, lose your eyesight 100%. Eventually, you're going to 100% lose your eyesight. Could you imagine the tribulation on a 19-year-old? His life is ahead of him. That young man went and he was in a very, very bad condition in terms like spiritually and emotionally, which I cannot imagine... I can imagine most people being in that condition. And then he said it took him about two years. Quit school. Immediately, once the tumor was removed, he immediately lost a chunk of eyesight. And he was just sitting home, just being in absolute miserable state. Mother, absolute miserable state. Father, life turned upside down. Now your wife is miserable. Your wife can't smile. Your own son is going through this horrific calamity there's no reference point like you can't call hey uncle uncle bob you also went blind no like like sometimes there's a reference point let's say if something bad happens to a kid let's say his mom dies but then like your mom's mom died you can call her hey say mom your mom died right what do i do what's it like you can talk about it there's no reference point here no one very rare it happens in a family that someone goes blind so, according to what he told me, I mean, he told me this directly. He said two years he was absolute darkness and anger. Cannot imagine the misery that he was in. He said, then I just started getting used to being blind. That's what happened. He said what happened was when he analyzed himself, I just got used to it. Like, it's, it's, my, it's myself now. I'm, I'm a blind person. That's it. I got used to it. 
Now I said, well, what can I do with it? Let's let's start praying Juma, because he has no social life anymore. So let's go to Juma. I enjoy going to Juma. Start going to Juma. And then he starts. He just he turned. He made a turn. And when he turned, his whole family turned. And he went to Umrah. And now, he's a very jovial person. And I'll tell you why I believe he's a jovial person. Because I believe his heart is clean. Why? Because he cannot sin with his eyes. Like physically, spiritually, his heart is clean. He cannot sin with his eyes. Because he can't sin with his eyes, that's the biggest thing that blocks the light of Allah. Is the young boys and the youth... Young men looking at pornography, looking at women. It's the number one darkness that comes. Iblis himself, and the Prophet ﷺ said, it is Iblis's poison arrow with which he never misses, right? Iblis himself said, I will get them with every seductress, okay? And I'll never miss with this. So as a blind young man, 21, 22 years old now, 23, this is the height of passions, right? He cannot sin with his eyes. So his heart is constantly clean. And now I meet him, he's always got a smile on. And wallahi, he has a light on his face. So, it's unbelievable the, the, the feats, in my opinion, of sabr that these people have shown. Andre says, if I'm hunting and I intend to take down an animal, I say, bismillah, before shooting. Correct. But any dhikrillah, but the animal does not die. You go slaughter it. So you have to have a knife with you. So let's say you shoot a, a deer. Then you catch the deer. Now it's on a side, bleeding out. Okay? You go and you slaughter it. That's the, the way it's done. Yeah. Who were the 12 caliphs of Quraysh in the Hadith? Uh, Imam Asiyuti brings different ones, but he... Um, uh, he uh, he lists them there. Real Tyke Mycin, yes, we are, uh, I guess Mike Tyson, but we are answering questions here for another 10, 20 minutes. Should I do hivs or should I study aqidah and fiqh? Study aqidah and fiqh first it's more important to me but if you have a short term if you have like two years to study aqidah and fiqh is more important any future plans to come to the UK yeah there is we got to take the whole crew to the UK we take a trip all of us to UK because we can learn a lot from them they're like 50 years ahead of us literally they're 50 years ahead of us because they arrived in the UK 50 years before the immigration arrived to America camera's black again okay okay let's go and see what we got here Iman Abdurrahman what's the ruling on the movement in group dhikr like Chechen dhikr or Mevlavi dhikr it would be the type of bid'ah that is not sinful, that is just rejected. But moving itself is not sinful. Combining it with dhikr may be disrespectful, may be a bid'ah, but it's not the bid'ah that they're going to get sins for. Wallahu ta'ala alam. 
but I don't necessarily do that. Well, I don't do that. I don't do that movement in dhikr. We do dhikr sitting with waqar silently, respectfully. Okay. Accusation of Sayyidina Muawiyah being an innovator? How could a sahabi be an innovator? A sahabi can commit sins, can make mistakes, but you're not the one to judge that. This, uh, so we only say what is good about the sahabi Sayyidina Muawiyah. Constant dua, do we say if Allah didn't want it, it wouldn't be able to make the dua? They don't necessarily say that, but they do say, Oh Allah, they, they, they do say, In lam ma arju ma talaba. They do say, Oh Allah, if you didn't want me to do this for me, you would not have kept me persistent upon this prayer. Or they do say, Ida alham Allahu abdan ijaba. When, when Allah when Allah makes you persistent upon a dua for like two, three, four, five years, then He has prepared for you the answer. That's out of optimism. They say this. Mahmoud Muhyiddin, are there any rukhsa when women converts to not divorce the husband if they are nice? I don't really believe in the um, fatawa that say that the Muslim woman could remain married with a non-Muslim man, there is some pragmatic, so maybe she won't do divorce him like the same day she takes her shahada. But in theory, the answer is no. In theory, the answer is that that marriage is not valid. Yeah, the camera is going to keep going black because it takes more energy to use the camera than to charge, so that's okay. Today we'll just keep going black and forth. We'll just talk and answer the questions quickly, inshallah. Here in Japan, we have earthquakes often and society is idolatrous. Is it, okay that could, is it okay to say it could be the anger of Allah? It's the anger of Allah by how they respond to it, right? Because if a, if, if a city is on a fault line, if that pe- those people become Muslim, I believe you'll still have earthquakes. How you respond to it may be the problem. Prince Matthew says, I like clarification. In Does it mean that I can do a simple action and assume that this action will induce things we want? For example, if I drink water, can I have my niya for it to have guidance in it for me? You can, but also it's really meant for ibadat. Do ibadah and have the husnadan that Allah will give you a great reward. Sheikh, if I come to Egypt, can we meet? Well, but I'm not in Egypt. You got to come to New Jersey. Javed Ali, uh, Javed Khan, come to New Jersey. Can we eat restaurant depot halal chicken? I don't know the companies that are offering halal chicken there and what their nature is. But if I do come to the UK for a Dawah tour, of course that'll be you know, advertised. I tried, Salahuddin Ayyub says, I tried to pay most of my zakat in Ramadan but gave more sadaqah. Can I still give zakat now or should I wait till Ramadan? You can only give zakah when it's due. You cannot give zakah in advance. So if your zakah date is Ramadan, you can only give zakah in Ramadan, next Ramadan. If I'm hunting, uh, we answered this one by Yusuf Ali, how do you fulfill Silat al-Rahim with a big international extended family? You only have to do it with the people that you can and that are very close to you. What's the ruling on, uh, answered that.
What if you hunt an animal and it dies on the spot before slaughtering it? That's enough. You shoot the animal and it dies right there. That's enough. Does ArcView offer Arabic? Yes, we have Arabic courses. Pre-recorded and we have some live as well. What's the stance on voting in a non-Muslim country? It's not going to be a major sin or shirk unless you believe that these laws are better than the Sharia. That's the problem. But if you're just voting because it's the least possible like uh, harm, all of our politics is on the lesser of two evils. None of it's good. General advice for a Salafi youngster, says Noah, who doesn't take any classes in fiqh and aqidah, but believes in googling hadiths and listening to tapes of scholar uploaded to social media is sufficient enough. General advice to such a person, I guess let him go through that phase until he realizes that it's not going to work. Okay, because he's going to end up having to recreate the wheel or with many inconsistencies. And then when he grows up and he has conversations with scholars, he's going to realize that the, those who study aqidah and fiqh, they have superior knowledge. Right? They have superior knowledge. So, sometimes you have to wait okay, until people learn by experience. Are we allowed to eat the machine slaughtered chicken? Uh, the machine slaughtered, um, the machine slaughtered chicken. That using the machine is not sinful to slaughter the chicken. The question is, is it working? In other words, do the machine get slaughtered? Actually, get slaughtered, or is the machine missing? That's the question. Abdul Hadi is asking: Is the studio open? It's not open to everyone, like it's public. But if you contact us and we know who the person is and we know that they're okay, then yes, they could sit and attend the live stream live in person. All right, let's take a couple more questions. Abdul Basit Khan, what will happen to a person who is outside of Ahl Sunnah on the Day of Judgment? Now, bid'ah, the bid'ah in Aqidah is divided into three categories. If a person negates a belief that is explicit and mutawatir, then they are a zindiq. They are a kafir. If they negate a belief that is explicit of aqidah, but it is not widespread, that's called bid'ah mufassiqah. So they are a fasiq or a sect. They are Muslims, but their good deeds are invalid. Because deeds are only valid if their aqidah is sound. That type of person is rejected from the fountain of the Prophet. They are dragged away, which is to the hellfire. But someday in an eternity, they're forgiven. After a long adab. Then there is a bid'ah of something that is of a new issue. A new, a new doctrinal question. There are new doctrinal questions that come up. And the scholars seek the evidence and they find the answer. And they come to a consensus on it. If someone does a bid'ah in that, okay, then that's a bid'ah that is sinful. It's not mufassiqah, their deeds are valid. They are from Ahl Sunnah, and we are to advise them, and we are not to promote them. That's the answer of the three levels of bid'ah in Aqidah. Any advice for seeking marriage with someone from another tribe and race? 
despite the prejudice common in the ummah. I mean, I had I've given the advice the what I think is 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 um, the three things that are conditions in marriage is you look for the dean of the woman, you look for that she's not unattractive, and that as much as possible commonalities in your background. That's not necessary, but it's just advice, right? Can I combine the six days of Shawwal with Ramadan? No, you cannot combine fasting of an obligation with a sunnah. When is plastic surgery allowed? It's allowed for a, a, a defect. It's not allowed to improve norm, normalcy. So, for example, a lot of people, we got crooked noses. Welcome to the club, right? I had a doctor, he told me, uh, you need, and I'm going for a procedure, by the way, not for plastic surgery. For actual like breathing, right? You're allowed to do those. That's for health. But he's not going to go in and straighten my nose. He told me, "No, you you got a crooked nose." I was like, oh, "Thanks, doc." Right? You're trying to sell me like plastic surgery, a rhinoplasty, right? So I'm not going to get a rhinoplasty. That's will be haram. But if someone has a major birth defect, he's a 100% allowed to get plastic surgery. Like sometimes they might have a big spot or a major like major defect that he's not a normal imperfect person we're all normally imperfect right that's the nature of dunya that we don't change in terms of plastic surgery to our face okay uh fixing your teeth is allowed fixing your eyes lasik surgery is allowed okay that's allowed What is the ruling on marrying someone who has bid'ah in their creed but not kufr? If the bid'ah is mufassiqa, it's sinful to marry them. If the bid'ah is khafifa, which we just mentioned, it's on a matter of discussion and interpretation, or it's a minor matter of a certain hadith, then that's a bid'ah that is, it would be discouraged to marry such a person. Okay. Uh, what about hair? Yes, a woman who is going bald. Even the hair transplants the scholars have said, is permitted as long as it is your hair, not strange hair. So to take a, room, a hair, a woman, let's say she has hairs, she's balding. Okay? And that's why the Islamic publications, they used to always have these types of hair procedures. If it's your hair, then it's fine. If it's something else's hair, like fake hair, then it's not allowed. Is it okay to cut the whole head of the animal? No, that's makru, but the animal is still valid as a slaughter. No one in the masjid, Hassan says, they don't remind people of the Dajjal. You can remind people of the Dajjal. Um, sorry to repeat this, but since I made the intention to combine Shawwal and the Qada, what should I do? Consider them uh, of Shawwal and redo your Qada. You have to redo your Qada. Mahmoud Mohideen, thank you very much, and please make dua for us, please. All right, Ryan, well, a couple more questions. What else? We just only take two more questions, and we'll go. I love it when Ryan's smiling. That means something juicy is on the, on the screen. Uh, how can we explain to someone that who doesn't believe the Prophet sees our deeds, is shown our deeds? The Prophet has shown our deeds. We know that. 
um, the nature of which he's shown our deeds, we don't have to worry about that. He is shown our deeds. He said that himself, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in hadith. Is he have nur? Yes, the Prophet has nur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we have sent you a book and a light. The book is the Qur'an, the light is the Prophet. How could the Prophet not be nur? Okay. Shaykh, who is in your profile picture? That's me, a long time ago. Okay. Um... All right, uh, reply to Wahhabi say, Aisha, Sayyidina Aisha did not celebrate the Mawlid. Um, what does that have to do with anything? It has nothing to do with anything. Celebration, she didn't celebrate graduations. She didn't celebrate Amin parties. She didn't celebrate Hibs parties. She didn't celebrate anything of those things that didn't exist at the time. Celebration in general is okay. The question is, what are you celebrating? And how are you celebrating it? Cupping. Are wigs and extensions for balding, sick women halal? Only for the husband, yes. For the family and the husband, yes. In her household, it is. Okay, because it's in her household. These things about the wigs and stuff is all about uh, if it would be misleading potential suitors for marriage. But if a woman, let's say she's got cancer, she, she may have these things in her life in her family where they they know her situation and it's not misleading anybody that is allowed ex- including extensions and wigs who told me this Sheikh Mahmoud Shabib Maliki Fiqh someone said if you make du'a for something specific you might get it and we be bad for you is this true? no uh, when Allah Ta'ala answers the prayer of a pious sincere pure intentioned Muslim, it's good for him. The question now becomes, is he going to be thankful? When Allah Ta'ala says something such as, or when people say that you're going to be, um, you're going to get what you want and it's bad, that's when they're not making dua in that sincere way. Right? When someone is saying, people say things all the time that are not in the form of a, a sincere dua. Right? When they say something like, yeah, yeah, I hope that happens to me. Right? Okay, you know, I have no problem if that happens to me. That's where we say, be careful what you ask for. Okay, I'm trying to think of an example. Ryan, can you think of an example? You like to say you criticize somebody for for a tribulation, how they're reacting to a tribulation, and you say, well, if that happens to me, I'd be fine. Be care- That's where we say, be careful what you ask for. But the sincere praying person who is sincere, Allah does not punish them. It's a very bad opinion of Allah to have that. How do you reduce shahwa besides fasting? Sleep early. Sleep early. When you sleep early, you can focus more, you can control yourself better, and most of the sins happen at night anyway. Okay. Are we allowed to take the easiest opinion from each madhab which makes our life easy? No, that's not the methodology of the scholars. Um, the methodology is that you follow one school and you discipline yourself to it, but when there's a hardship, like it's impossible to follow that school, then you follow another school. Are, are these happening at MBIC? No. I, I'm going to teach, I teach my, my classes at MBIC, but the studio stuff happens about three, four, five miles away from MBIC in a different building altogether. Selling movie tickets to non-Muslims, halal or haram money, probably closer to the haram. 
Last question. If a woman is sick and medically proven not to have children, can the husband seek another wife? He can seek another wife whenever he wants to. The question is, if that's something that the first wife, will he, he just, you just have to make sure you, you don't want to harm somebody to do the halal, right? We're not saying that it's haram. But at the same time, we don't want to seek our happiness on someone else's sadness. You won't be happy. And I say this because we're not in a culture that has any reference point to this, second wife. If we're Yemen, fine. Because I remember an example where a woman called her dad and he said, Father, my husband has taken a second wife. And the father answered by saying, And isn't your mom a second wife? And your sister has a second co-wife? And your other sister has another co-wife? There's reference point in that society for someone to say, it's all right. It's part of life. We don't have that reference point. And I would not be an experiment in such a thing. When it happens, and there's plenty of reference points, then you can lean on those, on that tradition and that history. Right? But until then, the damage that you could do to someone can be serious damage because this is not something we know in our society. So don't experiment with your, with your wife and say, hey, I'm going to bring on a second wife here and you're just going to do it. Or you can simply divorce that woman. Right? You're not sinful for divorce. It's, not, it's the most hated of Allah's halal things, but it's not sinful. Like if you cannot fulfill her rights, I can't fulfill your rights anymore because it's not what I expected. Right? Khalas. It's called a good divorce. It's like, I just can't fulfill these rights. This tribulation is too heavy for me. I'm weak. I need to have kids in life. Okay? It's not a great thing, but you're not sinful. That's better than other dramas. And Allah knows best. Some people say the dua of the pious is the same as the dua of the fasiq. That must be one of the most ignorant things I've ever heard. It's a completely ignorant to say that. Yeah, exactly. The Prophet ﷺ has a hadith in which a man comes, he's so poor, he so looks like he should be answered in his dua, but, he's, but the Prophet then says, how will he be answered when his food is haram, his wealth is haram, everything is from haram. So... The more haram in our lives, the weaker our du'a. The more ibadah and purity, the stronger our du'a. Until you, you reach a point, all your du'a is accepted. That's wilaya. Sayyid Muhammad Ali bin Maliki wrote books on the different doubts spreading, and that's translated. Sadiq, can you put the link? It's translated. Mafahim yajib and tusaha, matters that must be rectified, is a. Uh, it's translated, so put the link, please. All right, unfortunately, we have to stop here, folks. Jazakumullah khairan. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nasaghfiruk wa natubu ilayk wal asr. Inna al-insana lafi khusr illa al-ladhina amanu wa amilu al-salihat wa tawasaw bil-haq wa tawasaw bil-sabr. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. See you all tomorrow, inshallah, for the Shema'il